back, everyone, to another episode of the Dialogue Options Podcast with your ever-faithful hosts, Joel McDonald, that is me, and as always, my very, very good friend and co-host, Mr. Kyra Morrison. How are you doing good, sir? I, Joel, I think it's, we, we, we're heading towards the colder weather. Yeah. I was discussing this, this with you earlier. Yeah. I can feel a cold. Yeah. It's like, it's like knocking on the door of my body. <sighs> Going, can I come in? It's and Bobby's like, no, please, no. It's the fucking worst <laughs> because, like, I, I I was at a Bucks party yesterday and I got home at like four thirty in the morning. That's not gonna help. And it was well, there's that <laughs> plus by the fact that it got fucking super cold last night, and then today was stupid hot. How weird was it? Like it was it was temperature whiplash. I don't fucking know what's going on. It's, oh, it's the worst. Climate change. It's, a, oh, we're it's a, all it's all fake. Oh, we're, we're yeah. pol- politics and a science podcast oh, now. Yeah, the the ice caps and the, anyway, you're out. You're out, aren't you? I'm you've, done. You've ex- I'm super done. All your knowledge. Um, but okay. uh, if you haven't gathered, we're in the same room once again. They wouldn't have known, really. Maybe. Oh uh, nah. I think I think you can tell. Can you tell? Yeah. We should test this. Yeah, we should test this. <laughs> Can you tell? Maybe we're not in the same room. Maybe this is just really good editing on my behalf. It's not. Um, Ed- editing superstar. Yeah, nah. Joel McDonald. Not even. Not even a little bit. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm as good at editing as 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 much I know about politics and <laughs> the polar ice caps. Um, <laughs> so pretty good then. You got this. Yeah. Nailed it. Fucking all over it. Stuck um, the landing. <laughs> um, so yeah. No, we've had... We've had pretty fun time like but the, well, the reason you're you're down in my neck of the woods we we had a fun night tonight we uh we went and saw some comedy at the uh, melbourne international comedy festival which is going on right now if you're living in victoria and uh you want to have a good old laugh in the next two weeks yeah well, the next yeah two two, <laughs> two yeah weeks. two weeks or so two, two or so weeks yeah um, got a bit of time you got a bit of time and there's plenty of amazing stuff out there but we went and saw uh auntie donna tonight uh it's been a long time coming at long last. Yeah. Um, Finally. Yeah. I I, I, mean, I went to uni with a couple of them, so um, which was sort of good to catch up with them again after fucking a million years. But um, on top of that, the fact that the show itself was pretty fucking amazing. It, so, was, it was hilarious. Yep. Um, so, yeah, if you want to see, see a really good show and you're sort of a little bit open-minded about your comedy. Uh, you do have to be open-minded about comedy as well. Like, yeah, exactly. That's so... Oh, my God. Um, but, yeah, go and see our Glenridge Secondary College by Auntie Donna. The, um, good, the good thing is, like, it, 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 um, we do know people who don't... You know, they don't see them as funny as we do. But, like, they have a YouTube channel, so you can go and check that out. Yeah, you can test it out before And you. if you don't like that, that's fine. But if you do, yeah. then see their show. Oh, absolutely. Like, their, their energy live right. is, like, tenfold oh, yeah. of what they are oh, in, on video. It's... It's it's impressive. Um, so yeah, those guys are amazing, and like we both are big fans of their work. So, uh, but yeah, it was good to see them afterwards as well. And uh, yeah, we thought, wow, why not? Let's do the podcast in the in the same time. So it makes sense. Yeah, I mean, makes your life easier. Yeah, well, true. <laughs> you know, on my garbage internet, um, <laughs> I don't have to worry about it now for for tonight, which is good. Uh, don't jinx it. Yeah, well. You know, it could like somehow like brick my laptop could or something. Implode. I yeah, I don't know. Um, it's been a quiet week, man. It's been a real quiet week. It's so been a real quiet. That's why we ex- expect like expanded banter. <laughs> we're super padding the show. Like, well, obviously, we wanted to tell people what we were doing and you know what's what's been going on, which is which is we, fine. It's a dry spell. Like, it's, yeah, I was hoping for more. You know, we we. I mean, granted, E three is still like a month and a half away, so mm-hmm. that's. 
probably taking away a lot of the news. But even like PAX is happening this weekend, like yeah. PAX East, and I was like, maybe we got a couple of things. Yeah, nothing major. Yeah, no. still it looks like it's an amazing show, and you can go there. You can play Dark Souls on Switch. You can play Wolfenstein Two on Switch. You can play fucking Shovel Knight King of Cards. You can play Shovel Knight King. Of- yeah, you can, play, you can do a lot of stuff over there. It's just the news side of things, or like. And it's not fair to really expect news from PAX. Yeah, we're not here going, mm, well, we haven't got any content to make now <laughs> because that... you guys didn't fucking announce anything. Where's like... our news? But, like, it's some, like, guests there. I was like, maybe if I'll say something. No. no. Unfortunately not. But, yeah, and we did get a bunch of release dates this week. Yeah, we'll touch on that slightly <laughs> later. Some, some exciting release dates, mind you. But, uh... Yeah, I kind I haven't even played anything new this week. I've just I've barely played anything. I've worked pretty much all week, and uh, then when I hit the weekend, I was at the Bucks party, and then I recovered from the Bucks party today, and then uh, you uh, you came down, and then we went to the city and had dinner and went and saw some comedy. So we, uh, we did watch the first episode of the Persona Five anime. We did watch that. That's, so, actually, that's a good thing. We could bring that up. That's that's pretty exciting. We haven't talked about Persona for a while. Oh yeah, we have, well, well, new Persona anyway. We've probably mentioned here and there how much we fucking love the series. But well, get get ready for it because there's like twenty four mm-hmm. rough, roughly twenty four weeks of this to come. Oh yeah, yeah. We'll do like a, a weekly Persona <laughs> Five animation Persona update. 5. Yeah, um, it was good. The first episode was great. Yeah, I really liked it. Uh, it's. I think it's. It looks way better than the Persona Four anime. Like way yeah. better. Well, that was noticeable in the the, the anime cutscenes in the game. Like, oh well, yeah, for the sure. The production values were much better on it. Obviously, I can't. I can't quite put my finger on what it is about the Persona Four anime. As good as it is, something's off about it. I don't know what it is. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think. I mean, it, it's old. Like it's. I guess it is it's fairly old now. Like, um. But yeah, I mean, I just think I think a lot of the designs and the colors and all that were more true mm, to the game. It's it, it's a little bit easier because Tokyo is a much more colorful setting and than the, the color palette than is largely Inabar. still red, black, and white. Well, that yeah, that too. <laughs> but like, yeah, and I think like having that might be what it is. Like those striking colors, like yeah. Whereas the the main color theme for uh for four and it's and the uh, the anime was yellow. Yeah, like just yellow just and yellow. black. Yeah, like it's yeah. So uh, that makes it probably a, a bit of a difference to have those sort of real bold, striking colors that look really out there. Yeah. Um, but I mean, if you played the game, you sort of know what you're getting yourself in for. But who, if you played the game, you probably want to go and revisit these characters again. <laughs> so it's good to sort of see everyone. Well, what we've seen so far, anyway, the people we've seen so far back together again on my screen like and and i guess that's where it benefits as well from where the game starts yeah like you do get your little you get a line here and there from the rest of the cast and if you played the game you're like that was uh that was fox i'm ready for you Uh, you, maybe if you haven't you're like who are these people who's this goro akechi guy he seems cool if you if you always sort of were interested in playing like the persona games like and you but you don't really have the time to put into it the, the animation the animations are actually a pretty good way to ingest yeah. the story. I mean, four has a really great um, way of dealing with the sub, like the side quests. <laughs> There's like a two a two part episode about the side quests in in Persona Four that I fucking love in the anime. Um, it's done really well, and it also introduces like a, a, like a, a secondary spin off character for one of the characters in the game because Loveline. Loveline. I'm gonna pop a cap in. I was you. gonna say. Yep. 
Um, I do, and I, I am curious how they're going to handle the confidants in Persona Five because I feel like they were a bigger part of the story. Yeah. Like in Persona Four, you can you can ignore basically anything that's not main yeah. cast stuff, but I do feel like a lot of the confidant stuff was tied in better. Yep, absolutely. and like even even in this, you saw a couple. You, yep. you met your teacher. Yep. You I, saw your, your doctor as well, like, yep. briefly. And with the teacher as well, she drops the flyer at the maid cafe. and a good way that, to Or the, um, the we, maid service. We're going to see this maid service scene, because, oh boy. That's that's a thing that happens. I uh, hope they don't touch on that too they, much. They, they will. They will. Yeah, they will. Anime is fan, is fan service, man. Yeah, true. But, I mean, it, it was good. I, I'm, I, I worry about some character stuff slipping through the cracks of trying to cram like a hundred hours of video game into what probably will be maybe 10 hours of anime. Yeah. But I played the game, so I'm kind of, I can, I can afford to be like, well, oh, I didn't need that. I already knew that. But I'm curious to see how people who maybe haven't played the game would take it. Like I've already seen people online talking about how quickly they get into the being, oh yeah, Kamashita's a bad guy, guys. Oh yeah. I'm like, oh, I mean, okay, yeah, I know. Yeah, it's I know. pretty quick. I know, but all right, we're straight here in the Shadow World. But I think it's it's pretty good, though. That first scene, like, where you see, like, it's it's not super insidious, but it once you look back on it later on, you're like, oh, yeah, but, like, that scene where he picks up Ah. Uh, yep, he was going for you a ride, though, but you said no. <laughs> yeah, but also, like... When he sees the other guy. And also, like, Ah doesn't look super happy about it. She's yeah. like... Pretty sad. She's like, I guess I'll go get in this car with this teacher. And yeah. he's like, hey, guys, what's up? You know, you're like, no, you're a fucking sex pest and I hate you. <laughs> I hate you so much. You are the fucking worst. You are probably the worst person in that game. Um, But yeah, like, it, it's it's good to see. I'm just thinking, like, he's up there. He's, he's up there he's for sure. He's right up there. They sort of, like, they come out the gate swinging with that game and it's like, whoa, alrighty, here yeah. we go. Um, But yeah. Uh, that was good fun. Enjoy watching that. So we'll probably touch on that again in the coming weeks. I've no doubt. This week on Persona Five. Yeah, this week on Persona Five. We'll do the you talk, get... talking Persona podcast. That's <laughs> podcast within a podcast. You get a mini like six minute Persona discussion yeah. in every podca- podcast episode for the next twenty four yeah. weeks. I mean, it's kind of what we end up like. We make jokes about it, but that's kind of what the, what it'll be in the end. So, um, cool. Uh, well, apart from that, I've played. A bit more Nino Kuni, which we do. Yep, a little we, bit more. We we don't really want to talk much more about it because until we finished <laughs> it, because it's still happening. It's still happening. I'm still not challenged. I nearly had an interesting plot point, and it didn't deliver, yeah. and I got bummed out. That but I'm still I'm still plugging away at it. Yeah, like I'm still having fun with the game. Um, but yeah, I, I don't want to talk more about it until I've got like a complete picture to look at. I guess. Um. I also because I've got Games Pass, I'm still rolling on that uh, that that train. So I was like, "What else can I play that I've never played before?" And I decided to download Gears of War. What a what a strange thing! I never played Gears of War, so I was like, "Fuck!" It's it's a pretty prolific series. Like I might as well. Well, it costs me nothing to check it out. I mean, you could always borrow my copy if you want to play. It true as well. well. Yeah. Well, it's downloaded on my Xbox now, so because um, yeah, I, I downloaded the um, the Ultimate Edition, so like the the, the remaster, I guess, of that uh, was released on Xbox One, and uh, it's good. It's like it's like it's, it's a playable action movie, like it's a playable like dude bro action movie. Where you play as fridges, yeah, exactly. Like, and it's it's dumb, it's so dumb, but I kind of like it, and it, it almost feels like it knows what it is, and it doesn't deviate from that. For better or worse, but like it's 
And that, that, that's where it's so interesting to know where the series ends up going a few entries down, especially by the time you hear Gears of War and the game expects you to care about characters dying and you're just like, no, no, yeah. they're, they're giant fridges. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, also if, if everything else in this series hasn't killed them, why is that? <laughs> yeah, like it's it's fine. Like I'm, I'm probably going to stick it out and play a bit more of it. It's just, it's fine. Um. Plus, it's got fucking what's his name in it, John DiMaggio. It's got Bender. Yeah, and I'm like fuck yeah, and love me some Bender. And yeah. he, always, he always just sounds like Bender. Yeah, I know, right? He so, he always has that slight tinge yeah, to it. Like, and I love yeah. it. Makes me happy. It's like Bender, Bemo, uh, not Bemo, um, Jake. Yeah, Jesus man. Way off. Sorry, I was, I was way on, off the mark. I was going for the alliteration and just fucking for the alliteration overshot there. it. It um, wasn't there. No. Nah. Uh, but yeah, apart from that, I mean, I downloaded Res Infinite tonight, but I haven't played it yet, so. Probably have a look at that at some point. Uh, I'll talk about that next week. Uh, there's another uh, Switch or game coming out the Switch this week. It's already out on PS4 and Xbox One. That I want to play called the Adventure Pals, which I played a bit of at PAX two years ago. It's a really like cute, silly looking, interesting, funny art style platformer with quests and and things like that. Um, and a giraffe that uses its tongue to helicopter you around, which is kind of cool. Wholesome. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Jolly little, fun. Little gross, but wholesome. Yeah. Like, like a wholesome sort of gross. Yeah, exactly. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, you know. <laughs> it's Tongues aren't meant to be used like that. Nah, but like, it looks pretty adorable when he does I, it. Okay, alright, alright. So I'm, I'm willing to stay open-minded. I'll show you it. It's fine. The gross giraffe helicopter tongue. It's it's pretty... No, it, it's, trust me. It's pretty cute. Um, Cool. But yeah, Kyron, have you been playing anything else? Well, as, as I said earlier, I had been playing Nino Kuni 2, <laughs> but... I did say last week I picked up Life is Strange Before the Storm ha. to sort of give myself a break from Nino Kuni 2 because as good as it is, it sort of is just happening. And I'm like, yeah, I need to check out for a bit. So I was like, you know what I should play? I should play Life is Strange Before the Storm because my life has been pretty happy lately. Yep. Why not destroy myself emotionally? Sounds good. And boy, did I. Mm-hmm. So uh, I initially skipped Life is Strange Before the Storm because of the whole voice actor debacle. And because initially I was like, do we need to go back before this? Do we need Chloe and Rachel Amber and all that? Now I can say yes. Yes, we do. That's cool. Because the story, I think it's better than Life is Strange. Wow. It's okay. So I'm trying to think how I should break this down because you're going to play it, right? I'm not going to spoil it. Uh, Yeah. Well, I've still got to finish Life is Strange, but (laughs) yeah. Okay. Whereas, like, so the biggest difference is Life is Strange has Max, where he plays Max Caulfield, and she's got, she's got a little time rewind ability. So, like, if you get into a conversation and choose a dialogue option... Oh, good ever bug us! Pew, 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 pew. You need, like, like, I don't know what you need, but you need, like, air horns or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I might do that. Um, <laughs> but, so, yeah, if you, say you pick an option and you don't like it, you can just press a button and rewind, and it's easy. Like, it's kind of cool. But in the prequel and before the storm, you play as Chloe, who doesn't have that because she's just a person. She's a person, and you know what she's good at doing, Joel? Being a jerk. Being a jerk. Yeah. So you have the back talk function, which is now. Can you explain this to me a little bit? Because I've I've heard people talk about the back talk function, but yes. I don't know how it exactly works. Okay, so what'll happen is generally when you initiate, it's like it's got a special indicator on the conversation options when you pick it. Okay. So it's got like little 
like lightning bolts and exclamation marks and stuff like you know like implying profanities are, are coming very right. soon so you pick it and you'll enter into what i guess is best described as a speech challenge okay like down the bottom you have like a goal in the center and then you'll have like three dots to the left of that which you've got to like color those in to get to the middle and the other side will have either one sometimes none so like they vary in difficulty okay and the key to it is uh again sometimes you can find stuff by exploring the environment and you'll get like an item and she'll be like oh i can use this in the in the back talk but otherwise what they say to you you've got to find a you pick one of the three options that sort of flips that back on them okay and it's it's never too complicated and honestly sometimes when i was doing it i'm like wow i'm a, I'm a bitch yeah like, this is just uncalled for chloe <laughs> you've you've just come out of nowhere and attacked this person <laughs> all right fair enough but uh it was kind of cool. It was like you get to use it immediately at the gate at like in like the first episode, which is neat. Which was yeah, that one felt good, but then was a, a more conflicting one where you you may not remember this character, may not be important to you yet, but you you run into someone who's actually bullying uh, Nathan Prescott, who was a dick. Yeah. In Life is Strange. Yeah. And you, like you step in, and I was like, oh yeah, I'll do the back talk. I'm like, oh man, I stood up for Nathan Prescott. I feel. Dirty. <laughs> this is never gonna wash off. I know where that goes. I know where yeah, that goes. I absolutely goes. know where it goes. Uh but yeah, so that's that's what that's the gimmick Chloe has instead of time re- rewinding, which I I didn't mind, it didn't pop up as much. But I also think that was sort of better because at a certain point in life is strange. I was rewinding all the time. It's it definitely seems like a, an ability that you sort of lean on quite heavily. Even if especially if you're someone like me with that wants to sort of experience most things, like they can't sort yeah. of sit there and go commit to one choice and then keep going. If I've given the option to explore all options, I'll be like, listen to that option. Okay, rewind, listen to that option. Mm, I don't know. I like that one. Let's go with that yeah. one. Yeah, I mean, I, I make it sound really bad, but there are parts in Life is Strange where it takes that ability away from you. Okay. You can't always do it. But for the most part, you can just be like, yeah, no, nah, let's go back. Let's go back and yeah. do it again. Yeah. Which is fine. Uh, but I, I do, like, it, does, it just felt better in this one. My choices felt like they were choices Rather than things, I was like, oh, let's try this one. Nah, let's try this one. And then, yeah. nah, let's go back to that one over there. Yeah. So I was making, I was having to actually think about a lot of the choices I was making, which is good. Is there a time limit on choices or anything like that? Uh, so that's if on Backtalk, you do have a time limit. Okay. So you can't just sit there forever and look at your three options. You've got to be pretty on the ball with like picking the right statement in to, to rebut them. It makes sense too. Cause like if the back talk seems like you yeah, know, you it's can, an argument, exactly. You're having an <laughs> argument with someone. So it's like, you know, you wouldn't sit there and just go, Hmm. Uh, and everyone's like, I'm on the clock. Unless you're arguing with someone on the internet, then yes. you can have like, or, or via like if a text message. If you're that's a keyboard fine. warrior, then exactly. you can take the time all the time you want. Yeah. But it's, um, yeah, that, that makes sense in like fitting for the yeah. ability. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so it is a prequel to life is strange. You play as Chloe. And it centers around her relationship with Rachel Amber, who was, again, I don't know if you played Life is Strange to the point. You have hit that point, have you? No? Okay, then I won't, Maybe. S- I won't say anything. Either way, it's it's a pretty important part of Chloe's character. And to explore in Before the Storm was the best and also the worst. Okay. Uh, some very real shit in Before the Storm. That I was just like, I don't know what to do here. Because here's the thing with these decision-making games in telltale ones because those are the other ones i can think of a lot of times you look at the choices and you're sort of just like yeah but it's a video game yeah yeah but it's a zombie game or it's a game of thrones tie-in or it's a guardians of the galaxy this one's just sort of like 
hey, what if... Should you tell this character about this and ruin their innocence forever? Or keep it a secret and then maybe it'll come out later and ruin their innocence anyway? And you're like, well, fuck, I don't know. Do I want to be the one responsible yeah. for this person's like, oh, Shit. wow. And it, it'll, it'll throw decisions like that at you and you're just like, well, I'm going to put the control down, go for a walk, boil a kettle, yep. think about my actions. <laughs> Regret playing this game, but having to see it through to the end anyway. It's the this, the the best way to, to premise it. I, to preface it is, Rachel is essentially trying to find out more information about her mother, who her her father has kept secret from her, or has has kept secrets about her from her, and just what unfolds from there is really engaging, and I really fucking loved it. That's cool. Even like the new voice actors were great. That's the thing. Like uh, this game has no right to be as good as it is. No, from it's, what I tell, I it's can not. Tell. It's not by Don't Not. It's by Deck Nine, Deck who Nine, are, yeah. a studio I'd never really heard of, but they absolutely just stepped in and like you can't even tell the difference. It play. It's it is a life of strange game. It was an uphill battle from them from the start. Yeah, it seems I, like that across from all accounts they've just nailed it. I wish I'd bought this game last year. Yeah, one <laughs> much like. Uh, Night in the Woods. Night in the Woods. It would have been in my top ten. Yeah. It would have been really hard. Like Cuphead for me. Was, yeah. Because the game's really good. The soundtrack's on Spotify from what I can tell. So I'm just going to listen to that and think about how horrible of a person I am. And continue looking forward ever so sadly to Life is Strange 2. Uh, oh, there is also a bonus episode as well if you get the Digital Deluxe Edition. Which deals with uh, Max's last day with Chloe. Yeah. Before she moves away. So, again, if you know anything about... God, I don't know how much you know about Chloe's backstory either with her family. I know that her, like, stepdad's a bit of a dick. Okay. Do you know, and he's like... Do you know about her dad? No. Okay. You should play Life is Strange. Fuck, right, I'll go back to it this week. All <laughs> you right. really should. I'll go back to it this week. Um, but anyway, that, what happens with her dad is on that fateful day. So you're just playing it the entire time going, wow, well, this is going to fucking suck and it does it does suck so and the only thing i ask is if in life is strange too can can chloe just be happy (laughs) can she just have happiness it's all i want for chloe right now yeah it seems from what i can tell that it gives context like all that kind of stuff seems to give context to as to why chloe is chloe's character makes a lot more sense if you play before the storm like after playing i was like oh all right fair enough uh, a lot of choices she made, I can now understand. That's awesome. That's cool. And like, like her her attitude towards Max as well, because she keeps like she writes to it almost daily. Like that's sort of how you track the events of a game. Like she writes to Max, and as you know, Max never responds. I don't. It's fine. Yep. It's fine. Everything's fine. Yeah. They're gonna be best friends in Life is Strange eventually. But yeah, I just give a shit about these characters and Arcadia Bay. Well. When I finished Life is Strange Season 1, that didn't matter so much. But uh, I'm very excited. I, I want more of this, and I, I think we're going to see more soon, because I feel like they were doing, like, mocap like yeah. last year or something. So I'm hoping E3 will show me Life is Strange too. I think the timing's perfect for it as well, because I think by now everyone's played Before the Storm, even though it's a different company, but, like, played Before the Storm, played Farewell, and they're, they're like yourself, you're like... I'm ready for more now. And they're yeah. like, oh, okay, cool. Here's a bit more. Let's. So I think, yeah, E3, I think we'll hear some, look, you'll see a trailer for so it. Good. Oh my God. You'll see a trailer for it. I think at E3. So 
maybe I'll have to try and finish it by then. You please do. Yeah, no, I do. It's just one of those games that I like. I play for a bit and then I forget about, and then yeah, look, that's like it's a game where you do sort of have to like try to do in a set window because like there's a lot of characters and story and stuff to keep track of, and yeah. in Life is Strange one especially. It just does sort of go further off the rails as you get further in. Yeah, and that's just what's good about Full Storm. It takes place over maybe a couple of days. I'm maybe think, maybe if a I few finish, more. I think I finished episode two. Oh man, you haven't even got or to the, three. There's a part in Life is Strange one that like broke me as a person. Yeah, and then like playing this, it, it I remembered that and it broke me again. Oh, and it was the worst. And I'm still not okay, but it's fine. Life is Strange is a good game, and it will only hurt you emotionally. That's fine. Awesome, lovely. That's fine. Fantastic. But play it, maybe. <laughs> maybe play it if you hate yourself. Um, if you want to feel real feelings, then play Life is Strange. Um, cool. Have you played anything else this week? Look, not really. We're, yeah. we're on, on the precipice of games season. Yeah, we really are. I, and there are things I want to squeeze in. Like, I'm still looking at the Easter cell. I'm, I'm tossing up between, like, getting a Lego game or maybe... I've been on a huge Marvel binge recently, so yeah. maybe... Even though I heard it's not great, trying out Guardians of the Galaxy, like the Telltale game. It's, I don't know. I, I didn't finish that either. <laughs> I'm still in my episode three of that. I, I, I was scrolling through the sale today and I saw it and I was like, oh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Fuck, I own that. <laughs> I need to play that. I, I quite liked it. I thought it was okay. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I have to be in the right mindset to play those like narrative choice-driven yeah. games where well, there's not it- a lot of action stuff going on, not a lot of interactive... I was feeling Moment. I was feeling for some some teen moodiness when I picked up I like Full it. Storm, so it filled that void. It's uh, oh, the only other thing I played this week is a game called Cash Show, um, which look, look, Lauren, this is Lauren from OK Games. This is your fault. Uh, they were talking about it at the uh, on their uh, show last week while I was watching live. Um, basically, Cash Show is like a giant trivia game that takes place at like 12 p.m. and then 9 p.m. daily. And so like you log in, it gives you a notification like, hey, cash show starting. You log in and then this guy does his speech and he's just so so amped. He's like asking, is your mojo going? Are you hydrated? Are you like, it, it's, it's dumb. And then you answer questions. And if you answer enough questions and you, uh, you get to a certain point, you start winning money. And it's like, at like first, real it's like, money. Or? Yeah, it's like three cents, and then six cents, and then five. Like, and then you get to a point like, I made it to the end. The first time I played, I think I made it to the end. No, the second time I made it to the end of like the twelve questions they ask you, and I took like the the it'll say like the prize pool for this one is like five hundred dollars. So everyone that gets to the end gets a share of the five hundred dollars. So obviously there are a lot of people playing. So I got like seven bucks. Like, but hey, it's a coffee. Seven bucks. Yeah, exactly. It gets added to my PayPal account. I can use that. I can pay for fucking Switch games. I can pay for, you know, games on the PS4. There's got to be some sort of catch. I don't trust uh, it at all. Look, I don't care at the moment. Like, the only catch is, like, they try it that you get, you get, like, a referral code, and that's how you get lives. Oh, uh, okay. But, like, you don't need lives to play it. Otherwise, you, you just go in. It's like, if you bomb out, then you bomb out. But if you've got a life, you can come back in and keep playing. Uh, and if you like link your Facebook account, you get, um, you can like take away answers. It's fine. It's and, not and overly hard. I want access to your Facebook account. Oh yeah, I haven't get done that it. valuable data. I haven't done it. I, I could do it, but I just don't care. I, like <laughs> it's, 
but yeah, like I I started playing it, and yeah, it's it's fun. I like trivia. That that's a thing. So trivia with like you know a small tiny little prize. Well, that's fine. That's fine. Why not? Give it a go. It's free on the App Store. It's called Cash. So it's it's a thing. <laughs> So that's all. That's my exciting week. I'll be honest. I'm probably not going to download it. Nah, fair enough. It's fair enough. Fucking. Uh, oh, thanks, Lauren, for sparking this in me. Um, cool. Uh, well, that's it. It's like one of the shortest what we've been playing we've had in a long time. Yeah. I again, as we said, we're on a on a precipice again. I feel like we were on this at this point, like August last year. I don't yeah. remember. So looking down, going, well, here comes everything. Yeah. And we're basically doing it again. Some would say it's before the storm. Oh. Karen. God, I'm st- that game still ruins me. <laughs> Fuck. All right, well, let's move on to something. Oh. I was about to say, let's move on to something a bit more happier, but the first news story we've got this week is not. It's still sketchy. It's fucking hilarious and depressing. Oh, uh, it's just... and And so cynical. It's... I don't... Oh. All right. It's garbage. So, this week, Joel, this week a little a little game that people may have heard of, a little game called Middle Earth Shadow of War. Oh, that good yeah. old classic nugget. So, Monolith came out and said, hey, you know what, guys? We see. We understand what you were saying. We are taking microtransactions out of Shadow of War. Cool. Cool. Uh, I mean, it's it's like five months too late at this point. And also, if they're a, a commodity in the game that clearly doesn't need to be there for the game to run, why were they there in the first exactly. place? That, they, they did cite that. And it's... So, I mean, the obvious answer, it's very cynical, but so likely, is they looked at sales and were like, okay, people aren't really buying the game, and also we're not making as much... We're not making money on our microtransactions, so let's do the good guy play, pull the microtransactions out, get some headlines, sneak a couple of extra sales in, and just go from there. And, and what like, a fucking M. Night Shyamalan-esque <laughs> twist there, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, the twist is like keeping him in, I suppose. Like, this was going to happen eventually. But much like when Battlefront 2 was like, hey, no, no, no more no more loot box tra- pro- um, progression. It's like, guys, the game is months old at this point. Yep, no one cares. Like, like, they'll probably pick up some extra sales when the solo movie comes out. But like, Battlefront 2 had its chance. Yep. Fucking shatter Fucking shatter bed, yeah. But uh but yeah, so Shadow of War also now will be joining the the ranks of going, hey, microtransactions wasn't a good choice. It's just too late now. And I have to wonder if this means they're gonna rebalance a lot of the lighter part of the game, which was very grindy. Mm. Because now you will not be able to get any orcs out of like their loot box system. It says here there's like loot chests, uh like different loot chests will remain but you won't be able to buy them. You're only able to earn them through online conquests and online vendettas. Doesn't make any sense to me. So Eh, I mean a conquest I think is like the mode they added where you can attack other players like fortresses and vendettas is essentially you find a dead body and again goes, Hey, go Go and avenge XX headshot king XX oh, yeah. and you're like, ah oh, yes, my immersion. Like, <laughs> my like Middle Earth immersion. Fully sick legend sixty nine. <laughs> he was my favourite yeah. uh, Middle Earth warrior. Oh my god. But uh Probably so that, a Reaper player. Probably a Reaper yeah. player. Did the tip does a peek over the edge and Death yeah. Blossom. Classic. Uh 
but yeah, I mean, it's it sucks that like there's no way to really be positive about this because it should it is good news. Yeah, yeah, but it's it, it's just good news. It's too late, too late, and way too late. Like at this point, why should people really buy the game? I I have it. I haven't finished it. I don't know. I mean, I will maybe one day. I have no no interest in in Lord of the Rings. Yeah, I know. Well, yeah, but like no, but like yeah. I, I have no, I have no interest in playing this game. Like like if you want to play if you want to play a fun game like this and you have PlayStation Plus this month, go and fucking download Mad Max. Because Mad Max is fucking just a great game. And it's really good. I'm not going to play it. <laughs> and you should. I'm not going to play it's it. It's fucking free. It's really good. Yeah, but it's open world and I don't have time right it's now. It's not even that big of an open world. I it's don't really have time. good and the car's really fun and the car combat's great. We had two or three weeks away from God of War. Mad Max. Which is like 40 hours long. Yeah, I know. Oh, shit. I'm, I'm so hyped. And then it's Donkey Kong and then it's Dark Souls and then it's everything. Oh. So Mad Max will join my PS Plus library of open world games by Avalanche, joining Just Cause 3. But I sometimes look at it and go, I should play you. I'm not going to. Oh, you should though, <laughs> it's so good. Mad Max, is, I will fucking champion that game till the day I die. Well, it good, is so good. good. To you. I got your housemate on board and he fucking loved it too. He did. So, you got the Mad Max, and everything. it's great. It's great. Such a good game. Are you, are you okay now? You've got that out of your system. I look. I will, like I said, I'll bring that any chance I get. It's fucking free at the moment, guys. Fucking play it. I mean, you say free. Well, if you've got a PlayStation Four, you've probably got a PlayStation Plus account. You don't know that. Most people do. I'm. I am. I am gonna. I am you gonna make generalizing. The, I am, and I. I would not be surprised if I was completely right with my generalization. I mean, I'm this. sure Sony hope you're right. Yeah, well, you know, they're doing all right. It's fine. Um, but anyway, but, yeah, so microtransactions, out of Shadow of War, Monolith, not good guys. Nope. Don't buy the headlines. Nope. nope. I mean, no, that's not fair. I shouldn't say Monolith. Warner, Warner Brothers. Brothers. I was going to say. Not good guys. I feel like Warner Brothers are the ones who, I, I reckon, given given the opportunity, Monolith probably wouldn't have. I like to think given the opportunity that most developers would be like, you know what? Yeah. We don't need microtransactions. Exactly, yeah. But publishers. Yep. Got to line the pockets of their many board members. Speaking of lining the pockets of many board members. <laughs> oh, my God. We've um, got some new uh, some DLC updates for a game that just had a fucking complete edition that just got released for it. The Royal Edition. Yeah. Final Fantasy XV is getting some uh, future DLC. You say some. Like, There's a lot. Final Fantasy XV is apparently a living game. It is a, it is a games as service, I guess. I, hey, everyone, again, everyone wants that fucking games as a service money. Uh, so what do we got here? We're getting, so we got three new episodes. Four. Well, four, three episodes, and then there's like a side, sto- episode side story, it says. Yeah. Playing so, is, yeah, and that's the one I'm excited for, because it's Aranea, the sweet dragoon. She was like the highlight of like, the rotating extra cast of 15. Cool. Cool. Um, so yeah, the the episodes they've announced are episode one, you play as Arden, which is the conflict of the sage. And then as you said, episode uh, the side story one is Ar- Aranea. Aranea, Aranea. Aranea, yeah, uh, which is the beginning of the end. 
Uh, episode two is Luna Freya and the Choice of Freedom. And then episode three is Noctis, the Final Strike. Which is so funny, because I saw a really great joke, because in, so the first lot of DLC, right, we have, like, episode Ignis and episode Prompto and all that. Yeah. These ones... So they were really good. Yeah, they were very, like, Gladiolus, I think the first one was not good. Okay. But I hear Prompto and Ignis, Ignis, whatever. Ignis is one apparently was yes. really good, yeah. Uh, and I was like, ah, oh, I will get the Royal Edition to play these. Mm-hmm. No, I'm waiting now because of this announcement. You can get your, your season pass, season two. Yeah, but the funny thing is, like, seeing episode three as Noctis, I saw a great tweet going, which is basically like, yeah, I'm pretty sure episode uh, Final Fantasy 15 was episode Noctis. Yeah, like, that's that's <laughs> kind of his game. Character. Yeah. But also, the I think the main point of a Noctis one is it's going to be more of an alternate ending. Oh. Yes. No, okay. I don't really know how, because the description says, parting ways with the Astrals, Noctis embarks upon his final battle in order to attain the ideal future for all his people. It's going to be like a, maybe like an epilogue kind of deal, or like a... Well, because there's already sort of an epilogue in it. I, I did like 15. And the ending was good. But I'm open to an alternate ending. And okay. the DLC sounds fun, but the only thing is they just put out the Royal Edition. Yeah, this seems this seems a little little grabby hands like, to me. Uh, more money, please. Money, please. Uh, and it's not best at all, by the way. Like they will also be releasing the <laughs> Comrades multiplayer thing as a separate game, which is cool. Because I mean, again, that's another reason I wanted to buy the comp- uh, Royal Edition because the Comrades thing sounded sort of fun, like a a stripped back Monster Hunter of sorts, right? Where you just team up with your friends and fight monsters. Yeah. But as, like, your favourite boy band. Fucking A. Well, I guess, no, you got to create a character. You could create your own boy band. Alright. Okay, I'm listening. <laughs> I'm listening. But, uh, so it's hard to say what will come from this, but we know at least that 15 is now getting four new episodes. But, Kyron, if I were to ask you when those episodes were coming, like, surely, like, the next six months or so, yeah? Uh, what? Yeah? Yeah? No? What? Like, one will. Dece- December? One will be coming this year. Wow. We're this year. <laughs> so 2019 for the other fucking... Oh, it's it's just after the end of 2018. Yeah. I see now how yep. it's lined up. It's, yeah, like... It's, yeah, 2019. All these four new <laughs> episode pieces. When did 15 come out? 2016? Was my number two game 2016? Yeah. yeah. 2016. Yeah. All right. Cool. Okay. So in in Square's defense. Yeah, all right. Yep. Uh, they had been developing Final Fantasy 15 for 10 True. years. True. They may not know any better anymore. True. And <laughs> there also. There needs to be an intervention here. And I was going to say, this might be, this is better than having some Final Fa- new Final Fantasy to play than no Final Fantasy to play for 10 years. Well, so I, I guess it's also sort of better than them going, hey, let's just do a Final Fantasy 15 too. It's like, no, just That's do some point. DLC. Just do some DLC. It'll That's be, a really good point. It'll be cheaper. We won't have to worry about the garbage that was Final Fantasy 10 2. Yeah. Or 13, the two 13 two, sequels. And then 13 Lightning Returns. I believe you mean Lightning Returns Final Fantasy 13. Oh my fucking... I don't <laughs> fucking know. Still the dumbest name for a video oh. game. But... But yeah, so we're getting more DLC, and it's sound, it's it's fine, honestly. Like the stuff could be interesting. Like the first one, you it's the villain. Like he's the villain okay. of Final Fantasy fifteen. Cool. Uh, Luna Freya, 
I, you're not going to play it, so fuck it. Uh, Final Fantasy 15 spoilers, I guess, if you care still. Winifrey dies in 15, okay. so I'm interested to see what her story episode will be about. Uh, I mean, I will wait for, like, the second Royal Edition to play these. I'm yeah. Be yeah. getting them when they come out. The the extra Royal Edition. The Royale with the cheese. cheese. I was going to say, the, the, the Royale of cheese. It's the Battle Royale Edition. <sighs> there you go. That's it. That's the one. Battle Royale will be added Comrades is gonna Comrades. have yeah. Comrades is gonna have a battle royale. That'd be mode. so cool, man. Like, Actually, that'd be pretty. It feels like a hundred cool. Final Fantasy protagonists running around throwing their swords and warping. That'd that's be pretty excellent. fucking cool. There was a few like we were gonna cover April Fool's Day jokes in this episode, but there wasn't any ones that were really that good. Sort of fizzled. It sort of yeah, it sort of died in the ass. Not even IGN did one, which is disappointing. But um, yeah, there was a couple of games that announced that they were doing battle royale modes, which is pretty funny. Path of Exile was the tricky thing is at this point, like I. You could almost believe it. Because- I, well, apparently the Path of Exile one was, like, real for a day. Like, they actually made it, and we're like, yeah. Because at the end of the trailer for it, they're like, this is, guys, this is real. You can go and play this right now if you log in. And everyone's like, oh, okay, cool. Um, I, I don't know if it was or not. Like, that's, I didn't do it because I haven't played Path of Exile. But, but you have an Xbox, Joel. It's free to play. I do have an Xbox. It's like a really clunky Diablo. Oh, good. Just what I always wanted. Uh, I... I've only played a little bit. It's fun, but yeah. I kind of like how easy to pick up and play Diablo 3 is compared to Path of Exile. Your housemate is, is trying to get me on board with Path of Exile, and I'm like, yeah, I'll look at it. I tried it. It's, and then I went and played Gears of War game. instead. <laughs> and you you still haven't finished Nino Kuni. Yeah, look, I, 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 I needed a break. I wanted to shoot some fucking locusts. And you chose shooting locusts over the emotional trauma of Life is Strange. I, what is wrong with you? Look, I did. I also downloaded The Witness and I haven't played that yet, so... I can't wait for you to play The Witness. I'm going to fucking... I'm going to... You're going to... Enjoy me with hair right now, because I'm going to fucking tear it all out. You're going to go mad. I'm going to... Oh. Those line puzzles. That's, that's why I've been avoiding it. I'm like, I, I want to play it. But, anyway. Fucking Final Fantasy fifteen. Get hyped for more the, DLC. The game that never dies. Yeah, but I think you're right, though. Like, saying about how... Instead of doing like full like sequel games yeah. to a a Final Fantasy entry, like th- these little DLC pieces, I think are good. You can sort of hone in and focus on a specific part of that world and really make like a good in depth exploration of that area without having to have the the whole frivolous element of a whole new game to play. Like, yeah, trying to like pl- like how do we do a second game? Well, first we're gonna come up with a second story, and that's where so many of these fall, especially in Final Fantasy, those fall costumes. Apart. Done. Dress fears. Dress fears. Fucking get around it. What if Yuna was now a pop star and had dress fears? I love it. Let's do it. And also, we brought Titus back at the end of the game. Final Fantasy X-2 spoilers. So in, fucking... in, in, in Final Fantasy X-2's defense, by the way, I don't know whether people call it X-2 or X-2. Both names sound stupid to me. X-2 sounds a little bit better, but it also sounds like an X-Men, X-Men movie. movie. Yeah, <laughs> so there's, there's that. X-2 starring Yuna. Uh... <laughs> Final Fantasy X-2 does have, like, one of my favorite Final Fantasy combat systems, but also it sucks. So, you know, it's like, I'm in two minds about that game. Okay. And I I feel like I've made my feelings clear about all of the thirteen trilogy being mm-hmm. a dumpster fire. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, I will happily take the idea of episodes. I- this game's going to be ridiculous value when it's eventually oh, finished. Yeah. Like, you're going to buy this, get, like, the 50-hour 15 adventure... Also a multiplayer expansion. Mm-hmm. Also like eight episode episodic stories. Which is essentially the second game. Yeah. So there's your second game there. 
Do you My think God. they'll sell it separately, maybe as a second game, like for people who've already bought fifteen at launch? I mean, I f- and then didn't go back. I think it's going to be a ridiculous like, because you'll have. I think you'll have an option to buy them separately. Yeah, there will probably be a bundle that has these four with the other four, mm-hmm. and I wouldn't be surprised if there's a bundle which is like, hey, you bought the royal edition, well, I'll just buy these four in another bundle, something yeah. like that. Maybe you get a slight discount on them or something. Yeah, if you can, maybe like, tell that if you bought it digitally. It. Yeah, I don't know. It's hard to tell. Um. Cool. Yeah, Square Enix said not giving up on this game they spent yeah. 10 years on. Fuck it. Well, fair enough. Yeah. I respect them for it. Kudos to them. Yeah, for I, sure. I do wonder if Kingdom Hearts 3 will get a similar treatment. I'm really curious about that game. Ooh, that's a good point. Really curious. That's a really good point. And like Final Fantasy 7 Remake, when we get that on the PS5. Ha, <laughs> good one. As a launch title. You mean PS6? Yeah. Nah, you'll get Episode 1 <laughs> Episode on PS5. 1 on PS5, okay. Episode 2 on It'll PS6. Be, yeah. And episode 3... On PS7. But it'll be a mid- And that's so appropriate, because, like, Final Fantasy VII can finish on PS7. It'll be, like, the, what, 50th anniversary of the <laughs> of the original game. Um, so look forward to that. Please be excited. And, and then, like, by the time we hit, like, PS8, we might actually get Final Fantasy sixteen. Yeah, but, like, that'll be, like, full, like, VR, like, haptic you, suits. You are the protagonist. Yeah, you're in the game. It's Sword Art Online, but Final Fantasy. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, it, it's, it's Final Fantasy, Ready to play at one... You got the full haptic suits. You can feel everything. It, it's not like if you die in the game, you die in real life or anything. But you know, I guess I'm not sold out online. No, 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 no. As I said, Ready Player One. You lose all your. If you die, you lose all your shit. I'm not going to get into the semantics of Ready Player One now, <laughs> um, which I liked. It's a good movie. It's a fine movie. Um, kind of, I'm excited about this one because because. There's nothing I want to do more later on this year than to swing through the city of New York mm. as everyone's favourite... Favourite? Favourite. Favourite masked web-slinging friendly neighbourhood Spider-Man. Uh, and we the Spider-Man? Have, the Spider-Man. <laughs> the Spider-Man himself. Get me pictures of the Spider-Man. Get me pictures. Get out there and give me pictures of Spider-Man. Um, yeah, Spider-Man by Insomniac Games coming exclusively to the PS4 has a release date. It is September seventh. You you went from being real confident to like the least confident actually I've ever heard you be. It's at the bottom of the article. I thought, oh, they put it at the top, like you know, it's coming out. Now nah, everything else first. No, I mean the details are more important. I would say very true. Um, so we got a couple of little bit more bits of uh, Spidey flying through the city and swinging around, which look. You know, nice. Photo mode. Photo mode, which... So you can get the photos exactly, of the Spider-Man. that makes fucking sense. <laughs> um, yeah, it actually makes sense to have a photo mode in this game, and it, it'd be, like, in, like, integral to the plot. Like, um, a few other things as well. Mary Jane's going to be playable. Yeah, I, I'm curious about that. Um, uh, yeah. The most exciting part of this game for me is, like, the stuff where you're going to be Peter Parker. Yeah. I'm interested to see what they do with a lot of that stuff. It seems like they're leaning into that too, like being having a balance. Good, good. Uh, you know, he's because in this one he's like a lot older. I'm pretty sure he's like he's yeah, not because Miles Morales is in it. Exactly. He? Yeah. So, which again, that's interesting. Yeah. Because well. maybe they're going to set up like you know the 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 League of Spider Man. I don't know. I don't know enough about Spider Man, but there's like a you are in danger a, territory. There's like the thing where there's like multiple Spider Mans at once. I'm pretty sure as well. I, I know. I'm yes. sure there's a comic book about that. <laughs> Probably. Um, it's like a comic book about everything in yeah, Marvel. Yeah, true. And, and the fact that, you know, because then we've got, like, you know, Spider-Gwen as well and all that kind of shit. Um, yeah. We were talking about this before. Um, 
because on top of this news, when this all got announced with the release date, obviously pre-orders went live. Um, of course, immediately. A, lo- a lot of places are, and they announced the collector's edition, which is coming with um, like DLC, which has, uh, what's the first DLC called? It's something like, uh, I can't remember exactly what it's called. But um, yeah, so they, the, it, it, there's like a DLC like episode that you can play um, that's coming with the season pass. It's also got uh, pre-order costumes. So the one that they've announced so far is Spider-Punk, which I fucking love. I want it. It looks fucking great. It's just the Spider-Man costume, and he's got like, he's got like, pointy like mohawk. I'm good. Points, and he has like a sweet looking, fucking, uh, like denim vest. I love it. I would not want my Spider-Man to look like. I am all about it. I need that in my life. Then you got a pre-order, Joel. Maybe I will. Um, but there's uh two other pre-order uh, um costumes as well that they're not announcing. Uh, along with the collector's edition, which comes with a statue, which was also, be, they they normally when they're like they're, they haven't finalized a statue for a collector's edition, they'll just say like there's a statue coming of this person. It's not finalized yet. So the way that in this picture it, the way it's laid out looks interesting because it's obviously you can see Spider Man on top like punching something, and then it's in like the rest of the statue is in a box. Uh, that's named Raft and says will be revealed like yellow tape saying will be revealed at a later date which I get it I get it but also I hate it because this special edition sold out already Mm -hmm. and people are putting money down on something that they don't know what the fuck it is I hope it's just it's a big fucking bag of dicks I hope it's it's a bag of dicks it's a big old bag of dicks or Spider-Man punching a giant turd yeah because I'm sorry if I would I would not be putting my money down on like a mystery statue but having said that, though, I'm intrigued as to the way that they're doing this. But These statues are never that good. No, no, no. But I, I don't care about the statue itself. I care about what the statue is of. Oh, yeah, that's interesting. That's what I'm interested in. I could care less about the statue. Like, I don't need more shit. <laughs> like, it's fine. There's been enough video game statues. I've got so much. I've got Marise. She's looking great over there. It's fine. Everything's good. Everything's right with the world. Um, But, yeah, like, what this statue is of is what I'm interested about. So... I mean, it's, it says Raft, and we don't know. We don't know anything about it. We don't know. I think lots of this game is very cleverly being hidden. Like they mentioned in the article, like we know Kingpin's in it, we know Mister Negative's in it. They mentioned the sho- Shocker. like Shocker, but these guys are all like B tier villains. Uh, Black Hat as well. Oh, okay. In a, in a DLC. In a DLC. Of so, uh, but yeah. So I mean, maybe it's related to the raft, which with my very, very minimal Marvel knowledge is like the prison they, that they have. I'm, it's at the end of Civil War. That's it, where it, they end up. In the up. movie. Like, in the movie, it's sorry. It's important, yeah. just in case anyone out there is a Marvel Comics fan, because yep. I do not read that, because no. there's a billion issues and I yep. don't have time. I'd love to get into comics, but it is so intimidating. Like, it is so scary. But I, sh- I mean, maybe it's related to that. I don't know how. It's a good point. When you mentioned that, I was like, oh, that would make sense. Um, which sort of made my mind run a little bit wild and thought, well, maybe if they are putting multiple villains into this game, maybe this, and obviously it's going to sell well because it, it looks good already. This one's, this special edition is sold out. Exactly. It's pre-sold out. It's, this game's going to do fine. It's going to do fine. So clearly we're going to get a sequel. So do you think maybe they're going to try and set up for it as some sort of Sinister Six plot over multiple games 
that they wanted to do with obviously the Amazing Spider-Man series and fucking just ate shit. Um, I mean, maybe it's it's gonna depend on the villains. Like, I mean, I desperately want Doc Ock in this game so badly. Yeah, he's a he's a fun guy to fight against. Yeah, Spider-Man Two is a game. Yes, great. The last good Spider-Man game. Yeah, thrown at me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there were some there were some okay ones on the PS3, I guess. But yeah, I mean, the Sinister Six thing because like the movie obviously is never happening since no. since Sony basically no. knelt to Marvel. Yeah, and we're like, you may borrow Spider Man, and then they made Spider Man Homecoming. It's really good. Yes, but also the nice the, the fractured nature of that universe annoys the hell out of me. Yeah, you got this fucking Venom movie with Tom Hardy, but isn't a part of the MCU. Hey, hey. This MCU shit's gonna add, like it was a April Fool's Day joke apparently, but it could potentially be true. Uh there was uh, rumors going around that like um, Dark Phoenix has been pushed back to 2019 even further because they're doing reshoots to incorporate it into the MCU. Ugh, please no. That's a- again. It was I'm pretty sure it was an April Fool's Day joke, but would make sense. Is that so? Dark Phoenix is the one with. Santa Stark, isn't yes, it? Yes. Please, it no. I saw X Men Apocalypse and it was shit ass. So and I didn't think she was a good Phoenix. I love her as an actress, but mm-hmm. I did not think she was a, a good Phoenix. So, well, speaking of other Marvel locations and I got properties tans- and things, tans- tangential. It did. Can't speak anymore. It certainly, yeah. Look, we're, we're all laughed out. Our voices are hoarse from laughing <laughs> too much tonight. Um, there's going to be heaps of side quests and things like that, but there's also going to be like uh, in-game locations such as the Avengers Tower and the Wakandan Embassy. Uh, but in some there are apparently remaining very tight-lipped about whether or not those games, those prop like locations, uh, characters will make an appearance at some point. Be pretty cool. I'm dubious. Yeah, mostly because we know Square Enix is making an Avengers game and a Guardians game. True. Yeah. True. I mean. It's not impossible. I mean, it'd be cool to see, like... Of course it would be cool to see. I would love it if, like, you could just go to the Avengers Tower yeah. and Tony Stark's just hanging I'm out. I'm sure there. they're probably just going to be there. I don't think it's going to be, like, them setting up for another game within this universe. No, no, because like, those games are already happening. Exactly. And another publisher. So, but it would be cool. The fact that they've mentioned that the Wakandan Embassy is there, like, that... I can't get enough Bike Panther, so put him in here. Yeah, Why not? fucking A. Yeah, get T'Challa just to rock up and be like, Hey, what's up? Have, and just have a fucking awesome accent. Yeah, fucking A. I can listen to his voice forever. Fucking A. <laughs> he's so good. He's that. <laughs> what is he? He's like, uh, I'm never... What does he say? I can't remember. There's a great line he has. He's like, I'm Which never... Which one? Every line he has is Not great. True. Just because of his voice. Like, even in, in, his the, sister, yes. in the Infinity War trailer, like... like get oh, this man a shield. Get this man a shield. Oh, so good. I love that man. And I love, like... Karen, we are, like, fucking two weeks away Stop. from Infinity War. Stop. We had two weeks away from Infinity I've War. I've already said I'm, I've been going on a huge Marvel binge, and oh. I'm like, I'm three movies off being up to date again. Oh. It's, I am well oh. aware. It's reached a point now where we finish a Marvel movie, and we're like, put on the Infinity War trailer. Yeah, just let's put watch it. it. On. Let's get it. Let's get it going. Oh my god. I think we're up to Doctor Strange next, which is... Good movie. It's okay. It's pretty good. It's alright. I still wish they sort of just let Benedict Cumberbatch speak like Benedict Cumberbatch but oh well yeah we got sounds pretty bad we got American Cumberbatch <laughs> yeah it's like yeah it's not good it but could, um could have been British could yeah. have been uh another important fact about uh Spider-Man by Insomniac Games is going to be locked at 30 frames even on the PS4 Pro um and it will run a 4K yep and we'll have HDR on uh on both, on versions. both versions that's actually news to me okay cool awesome we're learning things 
Um, they also apparently this is all from the uh, the Game Informer sort of blowout spread that they had because it was the cover game this month, which is why we got the announced date. Uh, I the still really date. to me it's still really cool that Game Informer can do this. Yep, yep, and that Game Informer is is a relevant thing. Yes, that publishers want to be a part of. Yeah, like because I mean, not to be mean to print media, but online has sort of taken over a lot of what made it popular. Yeah, it the, is what like, it is. Game Informer manages to live, and yeah. I love it. Um, another thing they said that when, when, uh, they, they, some of the guys were asked by Game Informer whether or not this game will feature microtransactions and they, uh, responded with an emphatic hell no. So I'm assuming there's going to be like, obviously the DLC stuff you'd be yeah. able to buy separately, but that's a different kettle of fish. That's not like, that's not, not a microtransaction. No, no. A microtransaction is like a buck here, a buck there. Exactly. I mean, paying like $15 for a story extension. Or some well, costumes as well. Like, you know. Yeah. Like. I mean, oh, costumes could be a microtransaction. That's the thing. That's what I'm worried about. Because obviously they've got these pre-order costumes, so they're going to have different costumes, but are they going to be... Well, the article mentions suit crafting as well, so... Oh, cool. All right. That's awesome. It's at the very top, I'm pretty sure. Man, suit crafting? God, this game's going to be fucking great. Right there. So, whatever that means, like... Man, if this means we get to make the Iron Spider suit, Yes. <laughs> Fuck yeah! I mean, surely, surely, right? They're gonna catch it because by the time, well, September seventh. By the time that that's gonna be when Infinity War is coming out, home video release, like yeah, and video on demand and streaming. Like it's they're gonna be like, hey, remember fucking Iron Spider costume? I'm so confident this game's gonna be good now. Yeah, me too, hundred <sighs> percent. Um, there is a video out there on um on Game Informer's website as well, uh, that showcases some of the swinging. I talk um, a bit more about how the mechanics work as well. It's very mm-hmm. cool. It's all very cool. Yeah. This game looks good. It looks really good. And I, I'm very excited to play a, another good superhero game in general. Because, like, really, we don't haven't had a really good superhero game. Since, like, the second Batman, I guess. Yeah. Sorry, Arkham Knight. I don't care. I know a lot of people did like Arkham Knight. <laughs> I don't care. I tried to play it and I just could not get into care. it. It was just, there was too much shit going on. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Like, fuck. Arkham City was the perfect amount of extra shit. Like, and even then, like, honestly, even looking, you know what? I really like Arkham Asylum. Yeah. Arkham City, I it was one of those games where I was just like, does this need to be open world? Yeah. Do I have to do to all this? this? Yeah. I don't think it does. And, and like, because there was like, having to travel from one side of the island to the other, you're like, oh. And, yeah, and it's fun. Batman glides. And yeah, but you've got to fucking. At least Spider-Man's got his sweet web slinging. Exactly. You know, you can sort of sort of run and take off and fly uh, and like, fly through the air. Like the footage shows, like like just some of these cool parkour you can do, like running up buildings and like launching himself forward. I'm like, which yes. is what you want to fucking do in a Spider-Man it is. game. So like, it's all I did in Spider-Man too. Exactly. So if they nail the if they nail that, I think at the very least it's going to be a game that everyone's going to want to play. I think I've nailed it. Pretty, and pretty confident. And if they can back it up with a decent story, uh, that's and a part some, that is still a question. Yeah, a big question mark. I. I don't expect much. I just want it to be a fun Spider-Man story. Yeah, I, and that's what that's what I want it to. I want it to have like you know a couple of like you know plot twists and all that sort of stuff. Enough for me to go, oh my god, like you know that kind of stuff. So if I get that, I'm going to be super happy. I, I think I'm going to be happy with this game regardless. Though. Oh yeah, like I don't see a way for it to fail at this point. It's it's definitely going to be one come end of the year. We're going to be talking about once again. I'm pretty sure. Um, yeah, I'm I'm, stop, I'm not willing to go that far. Just because of what's left, but I look honestly, I I really think it's going to be up there for me. Like it's, I think about Spider Man, and I'm like, man, you're you're like um, like you've it's made the right choice. It's getting out before Red Dead steals 
every bit of its funder. And a good, like, month and a bit before. Like, it, it, it's enough time for people to finish it and experience the whole story, which is good. Um, Red Dead's going to suck all the air out of the room when oh, it comes out. Oh, yeah. That's a game that we'll definitely be talking about later this year. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, Kyron, this week in... Uh, the this edition of world's worst kept secrets, um, Spyro. It's a thing. We've talked about it like the last three weeks. I'm pretty sure, but it's it's legit now. It We've announced. been waiting. We've been waiting. We've been waiting. The original piece from Kotaku was like, "Hey, it's gonna happen in March." Yep. And then we had like the other guy come out going, "Hey, yeah, it's gonna be tomorrow." And nothing happened. <laughs> and Kotaku was like, "Look, my sources said, which was Laura Kate Dale. I'm yep. pretty sure." And this is nothing sort of happened, and then I guess, and then there was the stuff last week with the eggs being so sent out. There was the Twitter account, which is the yeah, because people got purple eggs. Falcon Bob linked to that account, yeah. And then apparently it was, a, 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 and it was the it's the Spyro the Dragon Twitter account it was renamed to like Falcon McBob, I think. Uh, and you could only apparently you couldn't follow that account; you had to like put in a request to be a follower of so that it was, account. So it was set to private. That was set to private. That's thank you. <laughs> Fucking old man Joel here was like, yeah, they couldn't send requests. And, um, but yeah, and then there was all this secrecy around that. And then, yeah, the eggs happened. So people were getting eggs sent to them from Falcon McBob uh, as well, I'm pretty sure. A lot yeah, of the eggs it, were. It sort of like alluded to like something was coming. It said something is hatching very soon and it was like a purple egg. Um, I think, yeah. Jonathan Dornbush from IGM was one of the first ones to get it. And then they slowly started to trickle out to a lot of other people. Uh, and then, <laughs> then the game didn't even get to reveal itself. No. Because Amazon put up the box art and some screenshots. Yep. And then it was almost like Activision just went, fuck it. Here's the trailer. Like, fucking there you go. Spyro is coming September 21st. First three games, remake. So whatever. yeah, it's called uh, Spyro the Dragon Reignited Trilogy. So you like the insane trilogy. Yeah, it's a better name. Oh. For a... I, I can't say if it's a better game or not. I Spyro, Spyro is a classic. Yeah, I've never played it. And honestly, I am way more interested in playing this than I am with Crash of Bandicoot. Just like being a dragon is much cooler than being a Bandicoot, yeah. first of all. He looks cool. He's got a great design to him. He's purple. Purple's a great color. He brews fire and yeah. can glide. And honestly, the the upgrade, like the the, the remastering, Holy looks shit, insanely looks good. Looks good. <laughs> uh, so the trailer, yeah, it came out and it does like obviously like you know side by side comparisons with the original PlayStation One uh, uh, versions of the game, and then flips, star wipes into the uh, the new version, which looks really good. Um, yeah, I'm pretty. Uh, this might be one thing I actually check out for sure. Um. So at the moment, it's coming to PS4 and Xbox One, and it's coming on September 21st, uh, which is another good release date, a couple of weeks after Spider-Man. Yeah, September. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Still time there for that smash to get put in yep. there. Oh, God. That's a thing that's probably oh, going to happen. Um, but here's the thing. So there's no Switch mention of the Switch at the moment. Apparently, on the Nintendo website, there was... Uh, there was like a Nintendo Switch version seen there before it was shortly pulled down. So I would be very surprised if we didn't get this. Uh, I feel like, again, I feel like it might just be coming later. 
Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if it gets to E3 next or in, in June and it's like one of the things they go, hey guys, Spyro's coming to Switch. Yep. That'll be one of their quick fire news headlines. Yeah. yeah. Um, but so the, the company making it Toys for Bob, I think. Never heard of them. Uh, well, they are the company that made Skylanders. Ah. So there's the connection home. there. Yeah. So, and also Toys for Bob, Falcon McBob. Yeah, kind of like the yeah, link to sense. it as well. So, um, oh, I'm so glad they finally got to make Sparrow proper and yeah. not wasting his potential. So, on I, I'm, I'm fairly certain that that's who it is. But yeah, I, I mean, I'm it wouldn't sure surprise me. Like they got to do something. A Toys for Bob made, uh, yeah, the uh, what's it called? Skylanders. Given game, their so. name, Toys for Bob, and also the fact that Skylanders is basically done. Yep, like yeah. it makes sense. It's run its course. Um, yeah, so that's kind of cool that uh, that, that Toys for Bob are getting to actually do a proper Spyro game. Sorry, Brod, you didn't get to. Put in your two cents. Yeah, I know. Like, we were so excited when we had him on the show because we thought it was going to be announced that weekend, but... Yeah, didn't happen. And we're just like, yeah, cool Spyro. <laughs> like, yeah. I like I like Spyro. I played heaps of him back in the day on my PS1. I didn't really play two or three, so I'm pretty excited to try them at last, mm-hmm. but I played a lot of Spyro 1. Heck yes. This look, Yeah, it looks, looks like something I'd definitely get into, so... Um, yeah, 21st of September. Two weeks after Spider-Man. Start planning your Septembers. Yep. Get your, get your leave in at work now to sort of plan around that. Um, but yeah, that's about it, really. The yeah. reveal trailer came out. There's a whole bunch of screenshots out there as well you can have a look at. Um, the game looks stunning. Pretty excited to uh, to check it out. Yep. And That's uh, yeah. cool. Yeah. Good old Spyro. He's, he's back. He's back. <laughs> I mean, we've known... Enter the dragon. Yes. Yeah. That, that is, yep. Yep. <laughs> I don't know. I was trying to think of something dragon related. That's the best I could come up with. That's, that's the best you come up with. It's like a Bruce Lee movie. Um, All right. I think it's time we move into, because we've got no more news. That's it. We haven't. We haven't. Yeah. Nah. This is a really short episode. This might be the shortest episode we've ever recorded. You've set, you've jinxed us now because we're, we have we're a question We're going to go on a go. fucking huge tangent. Uh Excellent. Okay, we're going to move into questions now, and we have a question from the one, the only, Mr. Sean Kirkpatrick, uh, the absolute bloody legend who designed all our graphic design work, has drawn amazing pictures of us, he does a lot of really great artwork, go and follow him on Twitter and Instagram and add to yourself to the thousands of followers that he has now continue scaring him yeah um it's pretty great he put up a comic about that which is pretty funny i made it to the front page of reddit that's pretty insane um but yeah and also the butts party i went to yesterday was his so you know happy bucks day for is that how i say it i don't know congratulations i guess that's probably the best (laughs) way to put it it was great. We that had a good sounds day. more legitimate. We had a pretty good, like, just to, to uh, get hyped up for God of War. We uh, we had a good day of throwing axes and dining like Vikings at a, a Viking restaurant. And and you still haven't watched Vikings? I haven't. I haven't. Karen, there's a lot of things I've done. Yeah, I know, Joel. Karen, you haven't played Mad Max, so let's not let's yeah, not I, get. I know, I know which is more important. Let's not get into the semantics here. Vikings is more important than Mad Max. <sighs> well, you know, tomato, tomato. Uh... But Sean is a wonderful person. We love him very dearly. And yeah, he asked us this week, who are your greatest personal game developer heroes? So where do we start with this one? 
I mean, okay, so I mean, there's two really obvious ones. Of course. Two really obvious ones that I don't even think I need explaining, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's the, the two that came to mind immediately for me were obviously Shigeru Miyamoto. Uh-huh. Because of just simple things like Zelda coming from him going, oh, there's some interesting caves behind my house. Yep. What if I was the explorer? It's like, okay, f- fucking why not? He got, into, he got into gardening and then created Pikmin. Pikmin. Like, it's... Like, it's just, this man is just like... Okay, you're a genius. And then, of course, the other one is uh, Hideo Kojima. Of course. The mastermind behind the convoluted but amazing Metal Gear saga. Yes. He nearly, he was so close, so close to redeeming Silent Hill. And now he's making his batshit crazy Death Stranding Fucking with have, all his mates. Yeah, and, just all friends of his that he hangs out with. and just Like fucking, Del Toro. Do you think, will Emma Stone reveal herself at E3? <laughs> Maybe. Like the rumors have reported. At this point, why not? Fuck it. If that happened, I'll be like, I, I'm okay with. I that. don't even give a fuck what this game's about. <laughs> like, it's gonna be just good. This is, game, this is a game about making trailers. There's good. There's good actors in it. Like, fucking, why not? Norman Reedus, Mads Mikkelsen, Emma Stone. Fucking, let's do, let's go. Funny sidebar. Like, I don't really think Norman Reedus is that much of a oh, great actor. No, but he ha- he's having fun. He's having fun, and also. This game, his performances in this game are probably the most, like, well-rounded acting that I've ever seen him do. Okay, that's fair. So, like... That's fair. I think that this is him... He's probably having fun because he's getting to be someone other than Daryl. I have... Yeah, he must be sick of that role. Fucking (laughs) oath. Like, he just... Oh, anyway. I think he carries on and and sort of, like, carries the flag. It's like, yeah, I'm having a good time, guys, on The Walking Dead. If nothing else, money... That too, yeah. He's very... That shit must pay... In demand. Um, but yeah, then we started thinking about other people. And I've... Look, some of the things I've mentioned, I've I've opened up to uh, actual, like, indie dev studios, which I usually only made up with, like, small people, uh, teams of people anyway. So that's... I'm breaking the rules here. My little I mean that's fine because my I've got a bunch of names that just sort of exposes me once again of being like, hey, Japan makes the best games. Deal with it. Yep. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're not wrong. That's but a summary of my of my list. You're not wrong. Um. Cool. All right. Well, I had like one of my I had Edmund, Edmund McMillan, uh, from previously of Team Meat, um, or still of Team Meat. I don't know how the whole situation or what's going on with Team Meat. You probably should have googled them. Yeah, I've got you, a you, you have the internet. In it's your fine. Hands. Yeah, like. <laughs> He did. He he was responsible for Super Meat Boy, but then he was also responsible for the game that I played the most of, which is the Binding of Isaac, uh, and its subsequent uh, rebirth and things like that as well. Um, he's just knows how to take like a genre and put this weird, fucking, insane spin on it. And yeah, you look. Uh... He's not a part of Team Meat anymore. Ah, okay, makes sense. You're welcome. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> It's alright, it's fine. He made fucking... He, he made did. Like, Bunny it's, it's not taking away from what he did do, but I just want, I was. it's one of the things that I've always wondered about. Like, is he still with Team Meat? Yeah. Now I know. I f- now I know. Yeah. But yeah, Bunny of Isaac is like a game that has just like consumed my life for a, a long period of time. And I haven't even finished it properly yet. Don't just fucking... Alright. Alright, mate. I'm just putting it out there. Just fucking... That's fine. That's fine. It's totally... No, it's fine. I get it. Totally fine. Where's my fucking Vita? I'm going to play some more fucking Bionic Vita. Bionic Switch. I'm going to, but it's <laughs> fucking ludicrously expensive. Um, Like, it's so expensive on Switch. I like the game, but I'm like, oh, do I like it that much? Um, 
All right, Kyan, what do you got? Have you have you got one for me? Oh, Joel, which Japanese person am I going to pick? Or should I start with my Western developers? <laughs> oh, that, that, that is a choice that is all of yours. All right, I'll, st- I'll start with like one of my two Western developers. I, I picked Warren Spector. Nice. Purely for his... For just the stuff he's done. Epic Mickey, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm, I I always forget, Joel. I always forget. I will never I will Epic never Mickey let you forget that he made Epic but... Mickey 1 and 2. He made a fucking sequel to that game. Oh, I'm sure Disney paid well. Hey, to be fair, he believed in it. He and did. he stuck to his guns. So fucking good work. Good on him. Yeah. But also much more excited for what he's doing with the next... Uh, I think it's he's working on System Shock 3... That's so weird because there's a remake coming and also a sequel, and I think well, yeah, which one is on? Wow, well, the remake's not going anywhere at the moment. Well, so. actually, the more news came out, it's going back to its original design plan. Oh my god! So we we discussed this. Uh, this is to, to rewind the clock a bit a few weeks ago, where System Shock's remake was like, "Holy shit, we overreached. Maybe we should go on hiatus." And the result of that hiatus was them going, "Holy shit, let's just do what we were going to do originally." It's like, well, yeah, that that makes sense. That was probably the choice you should have made initially. Yeah. You started fucking tugging yourselves off and going, look at what we are. We can yeah, do this. We can do all this cool shit. Go ahead of yourselves. But yeah. at least it's still coming. Yeah. And that's that probably that version will be quicker, hopefully. But uh, yeah, Warren Spector, just for just for doing his thing with like Deus Ex and all those all those games oh, yeah. that sort of introduced player freedom freedom to exploring. And like like choice as yeah, a as a choice. game mechanic, yeah. And, and not even just restricted, like as like to the like, to the dialogue, like navigating areas, and mm-hmm. if you could stack enough crates up to get past a wall or something, mm-hmm. you can do it. Yeah, you're allowed to do it. It's giving you this this like you know a level and just say you figure out how you want to navigate like navigate yeah. this entire area. It's um yeah, it's really cool. So that's, that's a, it's very pick. cool. And like he sort of is it's he's been sort of low key, especially around the epic Mickey times. But like seeing him talk at PAX that year he was here, yeah, was incredible. Yeah, no, that's and really cool. I think he he is like if I had to pick a Western developer, like because the rest of my list is pretty Japanese, he is one of the best ones out there. I think as far as game developers or game designers go, yeah, just a cool dude. Awesome. Uh, I had uh, uh, concerned ape or uh, or Eric Barone, but people most would know him more notably from uh, concerned ape. Who is, of course, the lone developer originally of originally <laughs> uh, originally. It's very it stressed that, but uh, originally of Stardew Valley. Which, if you look at Stardew Valley on its own, like what it was when he finished it, that's insane that he it made is. that game. Everything in that game, all the music, all the art, all the gameplay elements. It's just like fucking to, great. To this day, I'm pretty sure that they've said that. Like, if a new thing, like not the multiplayer stuff, like. Yeah. If there's another update related to like the the core content, he essentially does that. Yep. Yeah. So anything that's yeah that that core gameplay stuff that he's uh, wants to work on, then yeah, that he's responsible that's, for that. That's but crazy. Yeah, I I love it, and I love that he's that dedicated to his game, and he's gonna keep like supporting it. Like, what a hero! Uh, is he working? I don't know. on Spellbound because like that, they get, they've also got Witchbrook um, Creek or. Wargroove in the pipeline. Oh, yes, that's so right. So I have yeah. no idea what the involvement is like there. I think Chucklefish were the outsourced people that he got in to do help him out with Stardew Valley in the first place. So, um, Chucklefish, of course, um, from what do I know them from? Starbound. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Starbound, Ooh, a good game. It was, it was a good game. 
I like Starbound. It'll come to PS4 one day and I'll say, you should play Fucking this game. Fucking put that on the Switch. Put it on the Switch. Fucking yeah. Terraria is supposedly Ter- coming. So Terraria runs on the fucking 3DS. Like, not well, because I feel like that game's meant for a mouse and keyboard, but yeah. just put it on Switch. Put Starbound on Switch. Forget Terraria. Yeah, put Starbound on Starbound Switch. Starbound is sure. better than Terraria. Starbound is very, very good. Um, But yeah, that's another one for me. Well, like, look, I guess I'll can I'll I'll, I'll throw an indie name in the hat as well, right. since I feel like I don't do that enough. Yep. So I'm gonna. I think you may have been on yours as well. Yeah, but I'm, I'm gonna call out Toby Fox. Fucking yes, and Toby Fox. So he's obviously he made Undertale. Yes, he developed it, he wrote it, he did the music for mm-hmm. it, and that game is without being too hyperbolic, fucking incredible. Oh, absolutely. Like yeah. I, there are definitely arguments against its popularity and certain parts of its fan base, but For the sure. game itself is really good. And to think that he started his career off an Earthbound mod as well. Yep. A really dark one. It's sort of... Mm-hmm. It, if you play that, you're like, oh, I see where Undertale came from now. Yeah. And also it stresses the extra connection. Like when you play Undertale, you do have that bit of an Earthbound feeling from it. Absolutely. Why. Yeah. And just, yeah, that, that guy... His, his sense of humor from his game is just so good. And he's, but he's also pretty down to earth on Twitter as well. Yeah. He's pretty, he's, he's a pretty low key person. He keeps to himself. Yeah. So yeah, like I really respect that guy and Undertale for just for one man, for one person. Fuck like, yeah. holy crap, that game is good. Yeah. No, yeah. The, those are the two like you know, solo success story really that you can think of in the last few years. The two biggest ones. Yeah, least. exactly. And like those games are on pretty much everything. Like you can like slowly, Undertale slowly making his there. way to everything. Um, Stardew Valley slowly making his way to everything. It's you know, and they're both being they're both sort of filling supported voids as well. I guess like we haven't gotten a good Harvest Moon for a long time. Yep, and we certainly haven't gotten a fucking Earthbound for a long time, <laughs> have we? Uh, so yeah, E yeah, three this year. Just believe the hype. Uh, I, ref- I I can't anymore. I can't believe any Mother or Earthbound hype anymore. It's Could dead. you fucking imagine? I no, think, I can't anymore. It's gone. I think we'd hurtle into the sun if that happened. I can't anymore, Joel. I just, I don't have it in me. Even if it was just like, hey, we're bringing Mother 3 to the West at last. We've been sitting on this localized version for years. I'd still be like, I don't believe you. I yeah. won't believe you till I'm playing it. And they're I've like, already started it's out it. today. And you're like, well, I guess I'll go fucking Not until I refresh it. the store and I see it, Joel. Uh, um, all right, well, I've got a studio... Drinkbox Studios, uh, the creators of Guacamole and Severed. Um, I played a, a little bit of Severed and I really liked it, but I, I finished uh, Guacamole. It was the first game I finished on my Vita. Um, it's really great. I'm very excited for Guacamole too. Um, it, it, it's got great a great sense of humor. It's so colorful. All the different environments you go to are so varied. Just by changing up the color scheme of each environment, is enough to make you feel like you're in a different area of that world. Um, and all the different power-ups and like the, the Metroidvania-esque elements to it as well. And it's got co-op. Um, they make really good polished games that are fun to play and have a good, not super serious sense of humor about them. Um, so yeah, Drinkbox Studios, man. Get on it. Get around it. But that this list is, these lists are starting to blow out already. Oh yeah. But, um, so next up, I decided to pick, like, I mean, oh, it was, this name was going to come up. Yep. It was going to come up because I love, I love this man's work. 
it's uh, Hidetaka Miyazaki, who of course is the designer behind the Dark Souls, most most um, notoriously like the the good Dark Souls games. Sorry, Dark Souls Two. Yeah. Uh, and it's not just because of that. Like this is a man who sort of came in to work on the Souls series. And as a result, he's now the president of From Software. Yep. Like, he he runs that company, quite yep. literally. And it's so weird that you can play Dark Souls 1, and you're like, oh, this is this is really cool. And you play Dark Souls 2, and you just know that he didn't have his yeah. hands in it. Because then you play Bloodborne, you're like, oh, yeah, this is a Miyazaki game. This is a Miyazaki From Software game. And so is Dark Souls 3, because he felt like he had more to say in that world. And Dark Souls 2 is just like this weird black sheep but it's also just because of his his obsession with like the like Asian and European architecture, the difficulty of the Souls games, and his his love of putting the story in like item descriptions. Yeah, just I, that that dude's cool, and I can't, I hope he's involved with uh, Shadows Die Twice. Please, please, <sighs> we'll hopefully hear about that. We will. It'll be at E three. At E three. It'll be at E three for sure. Xbox exclusive. Joel, like. I, I I didn't think it was exclusive, but I had a mini heart attack when Dark Souls 3 showed up at the Xbox conference. Fuck, when fighters showed up at the Xbox conference, I'm like, no, please. No. Um, yeah. Nah, good pick. Good pick, for sure. Um, Play Steve- Dark Souls when it comes out, mate, for God's sake. Um, don't know. Um, another company, or like, you know, especially the person behind the company as well, uh, Fulbright and Steve Gaynor. Um who obviously made uh, Gone Home and more frequently, or more recently, Tacoma, which I have not played yet, but I really want to. Oh, fuck, I have an Xbox now. I can play Tacoma. You can play Tacoma. Fuck. Oh. Is it on Games Pass? I don't think so. Oh. It'll be on Games Pass eventually. I want to play that, though. I'll see how much it is. Maybe I'll... Oh, damn it. It's like a two-hour game. I could knock that over. That's actually... Okay. Um... But yeah, Gone Home, obviously, like, I had the, the, that game, I had most of it spoiled for me, but even still, I played it, I still had such an emotional reaction to the ending of it, and the whole journey I mean, of the game. you can have what Gone Home is about spoiled for you, it's still like playing that game, and, 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 and like, exploring that house, and piecing yep. it all together, where you go, oh, fuck you, um, misleading jump scare early in the game. Exactly, yeah. You had me good, but and that's I, not what this game is. I like that. I like the, the, the bait and switch of that game, and that's it's it's cool that they... I, I've heard Tokomi doesn't really do that, which is good, because I'm glad that they're not just going to you know go out there and go, this is the type of games that we make now. They're yeah. going to have... You think it's one thing, but it's not. Surprise. Like, I think you can get away with that like once or twice, but yeah, it's good to see them like, like you know, branching out to other areas yeah um and i just think yeah their their way of storytelling like that 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 world within that house that is completely unpopulated at that time is so fascinating and to get to the end of it and have like a full story that has been told to you and for me to have such an emotional reaction to it uh, i think i think i sat down and played it in an afternoon um and I, i loved it it's so good so Oh my god! <laughs> so good work, Fulbright. You've actually reminded me. Speaking of like, of, of I, I I have another one, not a, another another small studio, another small guy to call out, and that is uh, Thomas Grip from Frictional. Oh, 
yeah. For, for basically, at least for me, like bringing back survival horror, like frictional with the Penumbra series and yep. the Amnesia series, or I guess Amnesia One. Yep. Because pigs was Machine for pigs, Chinese yeah. room, and of course then Soma. Like their their approach to horror is so interesting. I still. I still get blown away and I get, I do get why people are frustrated with how the monsters work in those games, but in, I'll, I'll never get over it in Amnesia 1 when it reveals to you, it's like, oh, by the way, if you look at the monster, it can see you. But also if you're in the dark, you'll go insane. So you can't stay in the dark, but you can't switch on your light or the monster will see you and you're like, but what do I do? Yeah. What do I do? The answer is you'd be scared. It's that fucking horrible, like life management yeah it's like you're fucked either way choose your poison really yep and yeah like i mean yeah those games brought back to horror after like resident evil shattered away and silent hill circled the toilet there was i mean there were probably other ones out there but those are the ones that really pulled me back and first person horror is huge now it's it's very popular it's definitely a, the scariest way to play a horror game. It's probably like you know, it's probably responsible for the fact that now that the AAA horror game makers are resorting to that. Like, I mean, yeah. look at Resident Evil Seven. You got Resident Evil flipped it. Yep. Thanks to like, yeah, thanks to these guys. Thanks to Outlast and all that. Yeah, yeah, Outlast so, as well for sure. Yeah, Thomas Grip and Frictional are a good bunch of people, and they they post very interesting blogs that sort of go into their process about like behind making the games they're working on two new projects and i'm very excited to see what they are cool uh my my last two that i'm going to talk about i'm going to blitz my last one yeah my last two i'm going to talk about your club games because shovel knight's fucking awesome i still need to play the dlc but holy shit the base game of shovel knight alone is fucking insanely good (laughs) like it's just so good it's incredibly well written it's got a really decent story to it. The character designs and the character art and the music is all fantastic. And then, of course, the gameplay is rock solid. Pun intended. Um, Yacht Club, the thing about Yacht Club that I love, and it's like, so there have been so many games that do the throwback thing. Yeah. But when like with Yacht Club, with Shovel Knight, they did it, but also they made it new. Yep. It wasn't just like, oh, it's like I'm playing an NES game. It feels fresh. It's like, like yeah, I'm playing. It's like I'm playing an NES game, but was made today. Yep, and that's what I feel like. That's, that's the vibes I'm getting from um, the Messenger. Yeah, it's the, the Ninja Gaiden we deserve. I yeah, saw, exactly. I saw a, a headline. That's was like, a great accurate. Yeah. Like ever since like the first two D Ninja Gaiden, like yeah. Um, and my last one is uh, Team MDHR, responsible for Cuphead because. Oh boy, those guys are hardworking. Um, hand drawn, hand drawn, fully like the, the way the animations work. They're all like seventeen hundred frames long. I think seven hundred frames. I can't remember exactly how many, but you know the same length as those types of cartoons were. Um, just everything about Cuphead is just pinpoint accurate, and that includes the gameplay as well. You need to be very pinpoint accurate with your yeah how you play that game, and I just I love it. I love it so much. I, I keep going back to it. Like I went back to it this week as well. Played a little bit more. Finished another boss. Finished another level, and I was like, "Cool." The little victories. Exactly. Sense of accomplishment. I'm um, I'm in the third island still, and I know there's only four. So, yeah, I'm 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 making progress with that game. But I'll I'll fuck it. I'll be damned if I don't love that game. Holy shit! Every time I start it, 
and I like get to a new boss fight. I'm like, what's this one? Oh, it's this. Oh, oh my God, it's doing this now. And then the music kicks in and it's just a sensational game. Um, and all those delays that they needed were, you know. There was a lot of delays. Absolutely necessary. I right, look if that if that's what it took to get the game that we got now, totally fine with it. It was incredible, and I they, those guys should feel super fucking proud of themselves for pulling off something that really hasn't been done before, like that kind of style, that kind of gameplay, all mashed together in one. It's 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 really unique, and um, there's nothing like else like it out there on the market, which is really cool. So that's mine. Uh, I will crunch on my final three. So, uh, Suda 51, obviously, for, oh, for, being, for being batshit crazy. Fuck yeah. From Grasshopper, Grasshopper Manufacture. And just, he's he'll he'll try anything. Like, yep. he made normal heroes, and that, that game was weird. Uh, Killer 7, I'm pretty sure, was him as well. Yep. Uh, Which, was... that's getting a re-release. Is it? It's getting remastered, awesome. I'm pretty sure. Good. Play Killer 7. It's, it's weird, but it's, again, interesting. I wanted to. It's Killer um, 7 and one of the other Grasshopper Manufacture games. There was, back. Fuck, there was, there's been a few, like, because I'm not sure, because it's also like, um, uh, I can't remember, because they did, Silvercase was Grasshopper, but oh, yeah. they came back recently. There's been a fair bit come back, and of course they recently, most recently did that free-to-play game, which name, the name escapes me. Free-to-play. Uh, Let it Die. Let it Die, yes. Which was, it was an interesting idea, I didn't spend any money on it, and I didn't get very far in it, but I kind of didn't mind the idea of like a free-to-play Dark Souls roguelike tower game. Yeah. Just didn't sort of stick with it. But Suda51, like, he'll try it. And, like, I'm really keen for a new No More Heroes game, even if it's not a conventional No More Heroes 3. But really, let's face it, No More Heroes games are never, rarely conventional. Anything that Suda51 touches. Remember, remember when they, like, expanded on the, the job stuff in No More Heroes 2? Oh, boy. And you could, and there were, like, full-boy mini-games for all the jobs that Travis that could do. actually oh. was much better. It was way better than what it was. So much better. Uh, Flower was the other one. Flower, Sun, oh, and Rain, sorry. Yeah, Flower, Sun, and Rain. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah, apparently there's... I don't know cool. if it's been... I think he announced it, but it's not real. Uh, yeah, so Killer7 and Flower, Sun, and Rain are getting nice. remastered. Uh, next up, I've got Masahiro Sakurai. Mm-hmm. Uh, for as much as I rag on this dude, <laughs> for his hatred of Ridley and reluctance to put him in the game. You, this guy cares so much about yep. Smash. And yep. obviously he also, the Kirby series is his brainchild as well. And those games are generally pretty fun. Yeah. But he's, he cares so much about Smash. He's destroying himself making Smash Brothers games. Yeah. He's poor hands. But the thing is too, like, you know, if you're looking at for both, like us personally, he's responsible for, so many hundreds of, of our gaming memories hundreds like, of hours. together and with our friendship group like it's you know it's, it's one of the things that we probably bonded the most over and it's that's really special to us hmm. and, so, even, and even though I, and i feel for the two for sure back in the days when nintendo used to be like hey we're making a new smash brothers and sakura would be like that well no one's told me yet <laughs> great <laughs> so what could could I get a heads up next time? Oh, You're gonna God. like take my life away from me. I'm working me. on Kirby. Can I just do Kirby for this one? <laughs> Kirby makes me feel happy. Just want to do Kirby, please. Do Smash uh, Brothers. Oh, but yeah. apart from Smash Brothers, he also does like a really interesting column. I think I'm not sure if it's for Matsu for Mitsu. It's some Japanese like like p like outlet, and he does like columns there, and there's a lot of really interesting shit there that you can read about his opinions on stuff. Cool. Uh, definitely worth tracking some of those down. And last of all is Fumito Ueda. 
the brainchild behind the Ico games. Yep. If ever there was a game to point out when you're like, you know what, maybe games are right, you could just point out Shadow of the Colossus. Yep. The point of that game, I go, this thing here, this is beautiful and also tragic. <laughs> yep. In particular, the, the 2018 version as well. Like the, yes. The remaster is just I mean, watching stunning. my housemate play through it, he finished it recently. Uh, not without griping some of the game's continued control issues, but the game is gorgeous and just killing those beasts. There's nothing, nothing I think has really done that. Like where the, because those, the monsters are the levels. Yeah. So the puzzle is figuring out how to climb up these giant colossi. And, or get to them. Yeah, yeah, get to them or and then kill them. And that's not all. Obviously also there was Ico and the, the controversial and I think dividing game that was the last guardian which i fucking loved it wasn't perfect and i did have some issues with the ai and some of the the puzzle design and all that but if i could play it at more than like I, eight frames a second i'd probably enjoy I, it the more, frame rate didn't affect me oh, it just really got to me i don't know why it just really got to me it's okay to hate art joel i fucking don't even mate <laughs> come on <laughs> fuck you yes <laughs> fuck you it's okay to hate art it's fine it's there's a be- there's a beautiful story at the core of Last Guardian as well, and that's yeah. Well, I'm sure there is. I'm super. I hope this guy's like that game took forever, and I hope whatever he does next, if he does anything else, he sort of. I'm okay if he strips it back a bit. Maybe he goes back to basics, but one thing's for sure: those three games in particular are all very interesting games, and in particular, Shadow of the Colossus is one that we can. I think we'll always look back on and go, mm. "Fuck that game there, yeah, is special, yeah." That's a, a pretty incredible game. Um, so I guess you a lot of Japanese names. Yes, yeah, no, that's fair. There are other Westerners I could we could call out, but we were mulling over some names at the start. Yeah, for sure, like, like Ken Levine. Ken Levine, Sid Meier, yep. all of his games. Tim Schafer. Yeah, Ron Gilbert for yep. like point-and-click games and all that. But like, as far like my my sensibilities will always be Eastern tilted. <laughs> yeah like it's and that's fair enough i mean like, even i still there's still more that i wish i could have bought up but oh well <sighs> so many names already good time you'll probably hear a bit talk, us talk about them at some point yes <laughs> gush over them or anything like that but well look at that kind yeah so um i told you it's our episode it, it's coming out about where we would hope yeah yeah probably our shortest episode i think we've done so um i reckon it's time for you to uh Bring this bad boy home. All right, man. I will do that for you, if only because I think both of our voices need some rest. Oh, yeah. So, once again, thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Dialogue Options Podcast. If you wish to keep up with us, you can find us on social media, both on Facebook and Twitter, where we are just Dialogue Options. You can shoot us an email over to dialogueoptions at gmail.com. Whatever podcast, platform or service of choice you listen to us on, please throw us some stars or thumbs or reviews or scrubbles because it helps. And we also just love to hear from you and we really want those scrubbles. Like, just do. Give me them scrubbles. Scrubble me up. Uh, as for our individual accounts, you can find me on Twitter, at X, where mostly I've been tweeting about the joy that comes from Persona and My Hero Academia, giving me weekly anime fixes, and also just how generally heartbroken before the storm left me. It hurts. Lovely. Where can I find you, Joel? Uh, you can find me at Jolly Mac, uh, where um, I just retweeted a few things, but 
uh, one thing there was like a video of uh, the ending of Finding oh Dory. I saw this in uh, uh, on like Swedish Netflix is amazing. If you haven't seen that, um, go and look it up because I fucking I I was in bed and I almost like I bur- I almost burst out in laughter. And I had to stifle myself from doing so to not I wake up my wife. I think all versions of the movie should have that. Oh, absolutely, yeah. It Just, improves the brilliant. tempo. Absolutely brilliant. Um. But also, uh, the other interesting thing I retweeted was the uh, the Russo brothers in charge of Infinity War um, tweeted out an interesting letter uh, to the fans of the series uh, and the franchise uh, with a great hashtag as well, I think, which I think is one I'll be using quite a lot coming up in the next few weeks. But um, basically about, like, don't be a dick. Don't spoil things for people. Uh, and I mean, then, the sad thing is it's not advice that people should be, need to, like, should be needing. I know, but... It's still, it was still a really great way. It's like a, a nice like letter from them. And at the end of it, it just says, hashtag Thanos demands your silence. And I think that is awesome. That is such a like, great hashtag. Keeping spoilers to yourself isn't hard. But yeah. Well, you wouldn't think so. But like I was watching, um, crap, what's her name? Pulp fictionally like Suicide Girl that okay. has appeared in a couple of Ninja Sex Party videos. Yep. She was streaming... Doki Doki Literature Club right recently and like she was literally at the point where shit's about to go so far oh. south and all, all the chat was just like no spoilers please no spoilers please no spoilers please just in case just in case it's like you shouldn't have to it sucks that you gotta say this yeah and it sucks that the Russo brothers had to be like hey can you not spoil Infinity War yeah this is kind of a big deal this is like the culmination of like 10 years maybe yeah. just be cool fucking like chill a, at least for like a few weeks don't be the fucking legend fucking legend pussy slayer 69 that has to go and fucking ruin it for everyone like don't be that guy it's so interesting that they're showing this movie like they're showing like bits yeah so apparently there's only like, in this letter it says there's only a select few people who know the entire story i assume that's maybe the core cast i would say probably not all oh, of true. the cast would know maybe just the directors and the writers i reckon i reckon there'll be a couple of key members of the cast that are involved from what go to woe um but apart from that i I don't know. And that... Fucking Twin Peaks style. Oh, so fucking excited for this fucking movie. Oh. I'm gonna... Oh, man. I'm gonna see it, and then probably go like... I'll, I'll walk into the cinema, I'll sit down, I'll watch it, and I'll walk out, and I'll go straight back to the to the, to the ticket stand and be like, one for Infinity well, yeah. War, please. One more, please. <laughs> and one for the session after it. Another. Yes. Once more, I actually literally have already bought two tickets for it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, legitimately, I'm I, going to see it like the day it comes out, and then I'm going to see it a couple of days later with like, my uh, brother-in-law and I'm, his family. I'm legitimately tempted to just go see it twice in the same day because this, this is actually going to be a movie. I think that you'll see it once and be like, "Cool, I need to go see it again." I need to, to process look at everything else. I need to process everything that's just happened. Who knows? We might be like super heartbroken and super we devastated might be. afterwards. Like, we could be. Maybe it, it might be a movie that I walk out of the cinema and be like, I never want to think of that movie again. Yeah, no. <laughs> Fucking great. Um, great, they ruined Black Panther. <laughs> I, think, I think that um, I think that, that week, where that episode's probably going to have like a good like 10 minutes of us just going, oh, fuck. Not saying anything, just being like, fucking... Well, because that, that's going to be where we're talking about that and also God of War. Shit, man, that... <laughs> Fucking no questions, no news that week. It's, it's like just it's Infinity an hour, War. An hour God of, of God of War and an hour of Infinity War. It's the week of wars. That's <laughs> that's 
war week oh, on dialogue options. Christ. All right. This is going to be like full spoiler episode. Yeah, that's a good point. Fuck, that week's going to be so good. Anyway, that's all I've been tweeting. Excellent. Well then, I guess I'll let our wonderful theme song by Azure Flux strike witches get bitches take us out. And we'll catch you guys next week. See ya. Bye.